Hello, everybody. Welcome again to the family's. <laughs> what is this called? <laughs> start off. Let's start over. Murders, mysteries, unexplained stories, and our family's crazy opinions on them all. Join us now. The Family School of Thought is in session. Okay, welcome everybody to another week of the Family School of Thought. Hello, this, hello. Uh, weather here is hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, muggy. How's it in Portland? It is not muggy, but it is hot. I wouldn't say it's like insanely hot. It's seventy-five degrees, so it's not crazy. But mm. you get to wear short sleeves. We're, we're yeah, we're we're in tank tops too. We're supposed we to have are, thunderstorms tonight. Yeah, we went from cold to hot, and that's gonna be cold again. It, it that's just keeps why I sound the way I do. Yeah, yeah, decent. But um, we are supposed to get, I got a weather alert, and we're supposed to be, because um, of the weather, we're going to be under extreme warnings for thunderstorms. Yeah, oh. mm. So I probably need uh, to get out of the woods. Yeah. What? Get out of the woods. Did anybody watch the meteor shower? No, I was too tired to go mm. outside. Did you? That's a... No, Matt and I had planned, it was like for us in Michigan, it wasn't supposed to, I think it was like around one o'clock in the morning and Matt and I were like, oh yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. And we were both asleep probably by 10. So yeah. that's stupid. And we're that's like, was, that was last, it was, yeah. So Monday. no, it was last, was it Monday? Yeah, it was last yeah. night. Yeah, last night or the night before. And we had planned on waking Odin up so he could go out and watch it and stuff too. But then, yeah, we, and it would have been great. It's like no clouds, nothing. So I know it was. We were all around the campfire, so we should have been paying attention. But we. But could. it was last night. You guys. Yeah, been and it was raining up there during the campfire. But there was supposed to be like a thousand meteorites. Yes. Like in an hour, you know. I seen that on the media. news last night. I watched yeah. the news and then I went to bed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, Just you got a fun yeah. fight for us. So speaking of, you know, meteors and all that kind of stuff, this one is a, a mental floss, amazing fact. It's about space. So, um, and, you know, feminism type stuff too. So when Sally Ride made her first space flight in 1983, she was the, both the first American woman and the youngest American to make the journey in, um, to the final frontier which opened her up to being asked such ridiculous questions as will the flight affect your re, uh, re, uh, sorry will the flight affect your reproductive organs and do you weep when things go wrong oh and her God. response was her response to those types of questions was how come nobody ever asked a male astronaut these mm-hmm. questions mm-hmm. what year was this 1983 and when they set her up, they sent, she was like, it was like a six day. Yes. Like yeah. trip. And they sent a hundred tampons with her. hundred tampons. Whatever. <laughs> well, she was prepared. I don't even think six it was six time of the month. No. They could have used them for crafts or something. Maybe she left them up there well, yeah. and they didn't have to send any more up ever. Yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. I it mean, was a lifetime tampons, supply for whoever wants the next one. Yeah. <laughs> tampons are very useful for other things. You know, if you get right. a nosebleed, just jam one up there, you know, but if you need to clean something, it's super absorbent. 
you know, spill your water, just throw one out and it'll suck it all right up. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was a fun one. I'm not surprised at that. No, me either, but but still, that's that's like less than about 40 years ago, I guess, 1983, almost. I remember when I was in HR, we were looking up some, well, we had a person that worked for us for like 40 years. So this would have been probably 20 years ago, but she had worked there 40 years ago. And I pulled, we were going to have this big celebration for her, so I pulled her original file. And on the application, it asked if her husband was okay with her work. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, 20 years ago, I was like, are you, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, no thank you. Mm-mm. And she said yes. She was. That's good. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> she wouldn't have had the job if he would have said Because Doreen no. wouldn't have been there 40 years. But wasn't well, she could have lied him and said, yeah, he has my permission. I'm sure I'm sure at the time they followed up on it. I'm sure, too, yeah. Doreen's husband, really? You're okay with her coming here by yourself? I doubt it. I doubt it, too. But I just thought it was funny. I remember that. Um, I, you know, kind of passed it around at a meeting. I'm like, okay, we did make some progress here. Here's what she some. Yeah, some. 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 This was 20 years ago, too. So. Okay. Okay, Jess, Cass. Cassie. Me. Cassie, you're <laughs> um, I'm a little under the weather. That's why I'm acting a little loopy. I can't wait to get off of this so I can take some serious drugs. Well, that's so. perfect. perfect. I was thinking of taking the serious drugs beforehand. Then it would make it really fun. But anyway. Okay. Yes, go. Well, this one's, song this one's definitely a trip, so. Oh, awesome. Okay, tell me why I thought that was a good song and no, I don't. Okay, so... <laughs> I'm I'm surprised you don't know this already. Maybe you do, and you're just you can't think of it right now. But so this loopy. he's loopy right now. Um, so this is the song "Never Learn Not to Love" by the Beach Boys, or as it was originally titled, "Cease to Exist," written by the Charles Manson. I you know what oh. you know what I did not know this that. is one of my topics. Yes. This is one of my topics because really they stole that song. Yes. So, well, so it depends on who you ask. Um, They say, Dennis, so. I'm not messing with him. No. So um, it's pretty, pretty well known now that Charles Manson was friends with Dennis Wilson from the Beach Boys. They they, like lived together for a really long time. Um, And Charles was always trying to get his songs out he was trying to become an artist a recording artist right and so he wrote this song and sent in as a demo to the beach boys producer terry melcher um and they used it but they changed they they say they changed a bunch of lyrics in it um and they say they sold he sold them the rights for like a wad of cash like that's all it says is a wad of cash which for charles manson probably happened um, but later on, Terry Melcher said that they cut him out of the rights, Charles, because, uh, he was a, like, thief and they didn't trust him anymore. Um, but yeah, 
this is this song. And you didn't realize it until they sang that song. Yeah. On, I don't know if it was Ed Sullivan or one of those songs, yeah. those shows. So the Beach Boys are singing that. Yeah, they. I don't. I think they told them that they weren't even going to use it. Like they're like, no, we don't really like this right. song. Right. Right. Did. And Terry Melcher. And then. Uh, but Terry Melcher is the person he's going to. The, Terry Melcher, the producer of the song, is the house that they he thought Charles Manson was going to, but Terry Melcher had already sold the house at that point. Okay, so oh. uh, Beach Boys, Brian Wilson had a big house, and Charlie Manson moved in with his whole clan, mm-hmm. you know, and they mm-hmm. really took over the house. They were just renting it, but they couldn't get rid of them, so they just, the Beach Boys just moved. Mm-hmm. It's moved out of the oh. house. And that, which made him mad, right? Mm-hmm. So then, um, that Terry Melcher, mm-hmm. who was Doris Day's son, who Doris Day mm-hmm. is, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. He's the one who kept trying to say, okay, you know, you're okay, but we're not going to help you in your career because there's just too much going on with you. And um, he kept pushing them away. So when he went up to to the house to murder them, that's who he thought he was going to murder. And Doris Day, Doris Day talked them out of moving, talked them into moving out of that house because she could see this guy was crazy and gonna cause problems. So she talked to her wow. son and his yeah. girlfriend, I can't think of who it is. Oh, you know who it was? Um, um, I just closed the page too. <laughs> Dang it. So it I had was, her name um, up. Her. Um, yeah, it's a, she's a famous uh, and I had her name up. Yeah, she's very famous. Her dad was a uh, then. Um, I just closed the page. Murphy Brown. Mm. Who was the Murphy Brown girl? Oh, hold on. I don't remember. I know who you talk. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of her name. Oh shoot! What's her name? Uh, Candace Bergen. Candace Bergen. Yes. So her dad was Charlie Bergen. Mm-hmm. But anyways. So her dad was Charlie Bergen and his mother was Doris Day. And she talked them to moving out of that house because she had fears of what was going to happen. So they did. And that's when they went up and killed Sharon Tate and all those people. They thought they were killing Candace Bergen. Bergen. Mm -hmm. Is that not weird? Yeah. That is weird. Yeah. That's really creepy. And they still, and they still, even after all this happened, they still went on to sing this, sing Never Not Learn to Love. Like they continued to sing the song. Right, right. And it's not a bad song. It's not a bad song, but it's written by Charles Manson. You know, it's really not a bad song, but it's not a typical Beach Boy song either. No, it's not. No. Like if you heard that, if you didn't know the story, you wouldn't think, oh, that's the Beach Boys. Just sounds like Mm -hmm. one of those six Bs. You know, mamas and the papas kind mm-hmm. of sounding groups, you know. But isn't that weird how that all played mm-hmm. out? Yeah. Yeah, that is. Yes. Right. All right. There you go. Gosh, That's a story in it itself. Week. It is. Yeah. No, it was. I was actually thinking about doing that as a story. I was worried. I was like, mm, I feel like this is the week that someone's going to do that. <laughs> yeah. 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 I have to say, though, too, with our song selections or Kathy's song selections, I just want it to be known to all of our listeners on TikTok. 
it's like this new thing. Hanson is like everywhere. And it's like people are finally really realizing no, my generation. I haven't seen a single thing about really, Hanson. They yes. are everywhere. Okay, maybe it's just on my, 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 <laughs> okay, really my for you page. But uh, no, it's like my generation are like saying Coming like, back. wow, like this song. No, it was like the Umbop song. They were they're talking about like if you really listen to the lyrics they're really deep which we just talked about you know it's about keeping the relationships that are you know the ones that are supposed to last and the true relationships and stuff so just wanted to bring that up we're not the only ones talking about well, it I haven't seen and Hanson is still relevant I haven't seen a single thing about Hanson on okay well you know I have it's seen, on my for you page you're talking about the boy bands and you know about the time. And then they're gone. And then there was this group called, what are they called? Hansons. <laughs> but anyways, we're going to go with your version, Jess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think people are starting to realize it. And it's a good song. And people are finally starting to admit it. Why don't they make some music? I know they have, but why don't they do something? They're, they, they're we on talk tour about this right every now. Single <laughs> they're on oh, tour. Oh, <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Get with it. <laughs> Wake up. Okay, I told you I was on. No, I'm not on drugs yet, but I'm going <laughs> to. Okay. A little okay, let's get going this week. I've got one. I'm not sure if you guys ever heard of this, but mm. it's um, the Sodder family. Yep, you know I, it? I do. Okay. I think so. so but... Back in Christmas Eve of 1945, I'm just going to read mm -hmm. this. Um, it was well below zero outside. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was in the middle of the night. Five family members escaped the house fire, and five mem five members did not. Mm -hmm. Things turned um, to from total sadness to surreal when they were told there was no trace of the five missing children. So this family had ten children. Five got out, and the other five. They, they didn't get out. There was no trace of them ever being in the house. Um, so where are they? And um, so that left the family with no hope of uh, burying them or having mm -hmm. any closure. Yeah. Mom, she wants to know where they are. We're getting to that. <laughs> <laughs> the whole part of the story. <laughs> we are one minute in, Mom. <laughs> The um, West Virginia so what happens to them? West the West Virginia State Police. Um, um, were really kind of negligent in the whole deal because um, what happened was a fire broke out, a bystander came by. Now this is 1945, right? just mm -hmm. after the war and this mm -hmm. family was celebrating christmas and two of their sons were in the war and they both mm -hmm. were supposed to come home for christmas come home on christmas eve so they mm -hmm. were planning a big celebration 10 kids mom and dad and um one of them got deployed at the last minute or couldn't come so it was a really big disappointment to the whole family so they were kind of all bummed um and um the parents, uh, George and Jenny, 
did their best to move on. However, um, after this, but however, you know, after a few years, it just got gnawing at them that there was no proof that these five children left. They, so they, they never confirmed that they, these children were ever there or died in the accident. Um, what happened was, um, like I said, they were playing in this big celebration. The one daughter who was 17 um, worked all day and she bought the young kids a bunch of toys, not a bunch, but some Christmas toys to kind of try to lighten the mood. So she come home and um, at like 9.30 and at 10.30, the parents said, well, we're gonna go to bed and we're gonna take the youngest who was three with them. She slept in their room. It was a two story house and uh, the parents slept in the main floor bedroom with the three-year-old. Upstairs, there was a boy's room and a girl's room. And uh, this 17-year-old slept on the living room couch. So she talked the parents into letting the kids stay up so they could play with their toys and, you know, try to be a little bit festive because of the brother not being there. And at, um, let's see, was that... So they went to bed at 10.30. At 11, 11.30, the phone rang, and the mother, this is 1945, you had one phone in the house, and it was in their office. So it was on the other side of the house. So the mother gets up from her bedroom, walks all the way across the house, and answers the phone. And there was a woman on there that said, you know, was, um, she said she was either drunk or they were playing a joke on her because mm -hmm. it was like a prank call. So she hung up, said, you know, I haven't got time for this, hung up, went back to bed. And then like 30 minutes later, she heard like a big rock hit the metal roof of the house. So mm -hmm. she thought, you know, she was gonna wake her husband, but then she kind of went, whatever, you know, so she went back to sleep. Well, then at, um, I forget what time, I wanna say like um, 12.30, um, she's awakened again but this time because there's smoke in her bedroom. So she gets up, goes to the um, office to call the fire department, but the wall is all in flames and the phone, where the phone is and the electricity that comes in, it's all right there in that corner. And it's on the other side of the house. So she goes mm -hmm. back and wakes up her husband, you know, and tells her the house is on fire. She goes, mm -hmm. she's seen, um, Marion with the 17 year old sleeping on the couch, but she didn't see any of the kids. So she mm -hmm. yells upstairs and says, you know, fire, everybody get out. And the two boys, two of the boys go to the other bedroom and yell at the kids to come out, but they never actually seen them, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now the mother goes and runs out the back of the house, which I thought was kind of weird because you ran mm -hmm. you left your family all in there. Right. Father gets up and runs out the front of the house. Then the sister, mm -hmm. Marion, who's 17, goes in and gets the three-year-old, and she runs out the side of the house, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, and she's like, you know, get out, everybody, it's on fire and everything, you know? So they go outside, and the two boys came out and they were had some burns on them because they were coming down the steps and it was on fire but they made it mm -hmm. out and the father now they, they realized that five kids are still in the house 
and he mm -hmm. goes to get a ladder that always was propped up against our house. Well, first, no, first he goes to break open a window that's in the stairway, and he cut himself like really bad, and the flames were mm -hmm. in there, right? So he goes over and he gets this, he's going to get this ladder that was always propped up against their house, but the ladder's gone. Mm -hmm. So then he goes, him and his two brothers, they go and get, they, they had a trucking company and he was pretty successful at it. So they go to get this big truck and they're gonna pull it up to the house, hoping the kids, they'd be that much higher, you know, where they could get the kids out, but the truck stalls and it won't go nowhere. Hmm. So a passerby comes by and is trying to help. And, but you know, there's again, 1945, you don't have cell phones, you don't have anything. So Marianne runs to the neighbor, which is a long ways away, runs all the way over there. And the lady goes to call the fire department. But this is back in the days of the operators are sticking, you know, the cords mm -hmm. and it's Christmas Eve. There's nobody there. Nobody working. She can't get to the fire department. So then mm -hmm. um, this passerby runs all the way into Fayetteville. I mean, mm -hmm. completely different town gets the chief of police out of bed, goes to his house, gets him out of bed, and he's like, now it's like, um, you know, one thirty, And he goes, right. well, I don't have anybody that knows how to drive the truck. I don't know how to drive it. It's really too late. And he goes back to bed. My gosh. Yeah. And so, so then he goes, this guy goes back to this house, and there's these two guys there, passerbyers, but they see him cutting, messing with the wire, the telephone wire, right? Hmm. Which was weird. And they and actually, he catches them trying to steal stuff. So he kind of shoes them off, right? But he knows who they are. So he shoes them off. So then, um, you know, the house just burns to the ground. I mean, no, the fire department didn't come. They didn't come until 9.30 the next morning from oh another gosh. town. And by that time, the house... By that time, the house had completely burned down and it all kind of like fell into the basement, you know? Right. So the chief right. of police and the um, uh, West Virginia Police Department come and they're like, well, you know, there's really nothing we can do. Um, so they start searching for body parts from these five and they can't find any, right? Mm -hmm. So the police, chief of police says to them, well, why don't we just take five you know, things of ashes and we'll bury those for each, each of your children. Yeah. So, That's and at the time enough. they were like, you know, they're stunned. They don't, you know, they're like, they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> but then, so they do that and they have funerals for these five with the ashes, right? Mm -hmm. But now they start thinking about this and they're like, wait a minute. There's no proof that those five kids were ever in the house. And he had a really successful trucking company. And he kind of, before that, he worked for another guy, a trucker, and he went out on his own and he became very successful. So that guy had it out for him, right? So he's coming up with all these theories of what could have happened. There's also 1945, I'm sure you guys heard of the Lindbergh uh, uh, yeah, so that kind of stuff yeah. was in the news. Yeah. There was also in the news at the time about um, child um, black market labor. You know, where mm -hmm. they kidnap, yeah. take, you know, 
So all this is going through their heads of all these things that could happen. So they finally, um, like a couple of years later, he hires an investigator to investigate. Mm -hmm. And they dig up, they start digging up all this stuff. So they go to the chief of police and they're like, why would you do that? You didn't even look to see if there was anything. And he said, well, actually there was a heart and I put it in a little small box, wrapped it in newspaper and buried it in the basement. And so they're all like, what? Why are you telling us this now? Like you found a heart and you buried it in the basement? Because um, two days after the house burnt down, they had a bulldozer come in and just completely push everything into the basement. So everything's gone, right? Oh my God. So, so yeah, destroyed everything. So this, now, and of course, now it's in the news and now it's a big conspiracy, right? And these, the, the um, Sodders want it in the news. They want this a lot of attention because of this, because they don't believe that their kids were ever in this house. They think somebody kidnapped them and then set the house on fire to cover it right. up. You know. Right. So, um, so this, you know, this goes on about why he would have done that, and then um, they hire somebody to dig up the entire area, and they find six little human bones. Right, hmm. but four of them, two of them were unidentifiable, and four of them were to like a sixteen-year-old boy. Oh, and the okay. oldest one that died was fourteen. So it didn't really kind of match, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, so then they um, they end up they try to sue. They're doing all this stuff to get the um, the uh, they hired like end up hiring three different um, investigators, and they had a lot of people pulling scams on them. You know, like you know we know where they're at. You know, give us some money. We'll give mm-hmm. them. You know, people were scamming because it was a big deal at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, And the, the kids were from, jeez, uh, I can't remember, five to 14 years of age. All the other ones were older, except for the three-year-old that was survived. And so really, the, they spent the rest of their lives trying to solve this murder. You know, and they went on, you know, they were in mm-hmm. national newspapers, and, you know, they just kept, kept it up. They literally put up a huge billboard. Their house was on a big highway, and their business mm-hmm. was in the house, too, so you know, their trucking business, and she did the books, and it was all on this mm-hmm. house, and they lived on a big highway, so they put up this mm-hmm. huge billboard with a reward for, and they had, you know, pictures of all these kids, reward of anybody that could find these kids. Were the parents ever, like, investigated as being, no. like, no. suspect? Because no. it is kind of weird that the two parents, like, escaped from the house. Escaped the house, and and you know what, I what I thought was very interesting, all the things that we have in place today and that they didn't have. Yeah. Like, you're going to escape. Okay, the house burns down. Everybody go to the barn. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's, yeah. They didn't have that. So everybody just scattered and went wherever. Um, well, even phone, like, uh, like, we have those things on our windows now that like, if like, because I remember right. when I was a kid, I had like a little thing on my, yeah, there's like, right. yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right. I mean, there's Which so you shouldn't be using those. Listeners, yeah, those are not good because that's probably not the best idea. Same as 
that they seem as using those little decals on your car that says they stopped putting them on the windows because people knew what those people knew exactly what kids would be. Yeah, right. Well, mine was on the second floor. Imagine the house comes down; they have to go to the next town to get the fire chief out of bed, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm tired. It's just gonna burn down, and nobody knows how to drive the truck, and we'll be there in the morning." Well, what police chief would do something like that? I mean, one I that was probably out partying too much on Christmas. Well, well and it was Christmas. And we also and have recent of news of yeah. that happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that sounds like something that just happened. Just happened. Uh, 70, 75 minutes to get to. They were already uh, there. Nineteen yeah. kids to get yeah. in to rescue them, but right. decided that their life was more important than nineteen children. Right. They had, um, let's see. Wasn't there something where people in like a couple towns over said that they saw two of the children? Right. Of course, people are in a frenzy and, Mm -hmm. you know, they're married. Right. So they they were spotted in the next town. Uh, One of the things like, I mean, like maybe five years later, they, um, there was a news story on like, you know, CBS or something. Actually, it was in Look Magazine, but it was. And it was about orphan kids and the, the school that they send them to. And so they had mm-hmm. pictures of these kids, and the mother swears that one of those is mm-hmm. her daughter. Yeah. So they go, oh, wow. they go to New York to do the school because they want to meet this girl, and they wouldn't let them mm-hmm. in. And, you know, it just, oh, it, okay. but so there was that. Um, they also had a thing where they thought, um, the mother's brothers kidnapped them and took them to Florida um, because they were spotted mm. in that area, you know, by with them. Mm. And as years go by, you know, they're spotted, but it's years afterwards. So they kind of look right. like them, but I'm not really sure. Yeah. And, you know, one guy, I don't know, maybe 20 years into it, sends a picture of himself and he looks like, just like, okay, this boy, if he 20 yeah. years later, right. this is the what he would look like. And so they went and paid a bunch of money to this guy. And of course, mm-hmm. once he gets money, he just took off, you know. Mm-hmm. So they had a lot of people like doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but they did uh, fear that it was uh, child trafficking. You know, they were kidnapped mm-hmm. for that. Uh, they were kidnapped for um, uh, ransom. They were kidnapped for, um, yeah. her, for I, they never really explained why the, um, she thought her brother would, oh, and it was brothers. She thought they hit, would have kidnapped them and, you know, made them move there. Um, so they never came up with the kids. So the they kids never did found. find them. They, the, the daughters spent the rest of their lives trying to find these kids, and they never did. The mother and father did. Right. And even after the mother and father died, the father died in 1969 and the mother died in 1987 the rest of the family continued you know to keep yeah. putting this story out there that's like one of the biggest theories stories ever you know done because they just kept yeah. it in the, the whole time and so people would come all over the country to try to investigate this you know um well that's pretty strange yeah and how could they just disappear into thin air? Right. Because they um, said, the coroner said, there's no way a house fire would disintegrate 
you know, everything like, like the teeth would survive or it's not yeah. they wouldn't cremate them so there's got to be right. remains there but then right. found them and they even dug up all the the property well it's kind of suspicious too that they couldn't find any remains when they were looking essentially initially but then when they redug things up they were able to find bones so there were bones placed there right, on right. purpose well one of the theories is too, like i said he was very successful and this mm -hmm. other guy who he worked for was angry about that that's a small town so they figured like mm -hmm. even the chief of police was probably in on it you know where mm -hmm. you know the, the bodies are there but they just refuse to find them oh right, I know right. another weird thing. so they dig up this basement and they find the box with the heart in mm -hmm. it oh yeah okay so they take it to instead of taking it to the police they take it to the mortician right right and he opens it up and says this is a human liver not a heart it's not even a heart so and it's wrapped in newspaper and it's it looks fresh and we're talking like years later but i guess yeah right but i guess they stay heart and liver stay right but anyways so he takes it and wraps it back up puts it in the box and puts it out on the back porch so a straight animal can get it, it. She, he wanted the um i don't know the state or something to come get it yeah it stunk really bad so he put it out on right. the porch well then two days later they show up to get it and it's missing so yeah it's never found probably a an animal straight animal yeah. <laughs> or, or anything or, raccoon or anything. something oh you know in 1940 well they had been about 1949 at that point oh they mm -hmm. didn't know how to handle anything yeah, you know, it's just crazy. one guy going, oh, let's just do this, let's do that. You know, they had no procedures to doing anything. Yeah, no yeah, but they it's didn't crazy. know what a heart looked like or a liver. Right. And we right. were teaching that it was Wasn't that strange that they dug it up and sure enough, they found one? Like right yeah. where he said it was? Yeah, that is really strange. That's just crazy. It just, to me, it, yeah, it sounds like it was like planted. Well, like, that's what I thought, means. you know, like, Obviously, maybe it was just planted there, and they probably just put a liver in there because what the hell does that matter? You know what I mean? Like, right, who's going to go from the other? And they, instead of taking it to the police, they took it to a mortician, right? Who probably gave them the liver to put down there. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. And um, the phone cords were cut at the house, and those two guys that they mm. thought were stealing ended up, you know being the ones who cut the wire. So why would they have reason to cut the wires of a house that's on right. fire, you know? Right, right. Yeah. And they figured that's what happened to the ladder. The ladder, you it's, know. They yeah, used somebody it. took it. Right. Yeah. But, and his, the father's big thing was like, that ladder's set there forever. Obviously somebody took it so we wouldn't be able to get into that room. Mm -hmm. Right. And there was and even so, questions so about what these. was the sex of the kids that would come up missing? The five kids. Um, it was was like, it boys? It was all the boys? No, it was like boys and girls. Because I remember yeah, it was, it was like a daughter, and, and then there was a son that they were looking into. Right, right. And um, even the oldest son they, was kind of in question of why did he really? Why did he not come home? I mean, maybe there was mm -hmm. some kind of involvement in that too. But. Yeah, maybe he was a little higher up in the army than what he admitted to. And right. 
the siblings were taken as a ransom against the, the, the ransom brother. The service. Well, so the, torture. the case has never been solved, or it never will be. No. There's a, a you know another house there where that house was at, and after the mm -hmm. mother died, that was in 1987, they sold the property. But well, why? there is, is DNA. It, is so it why hasn't? Not in 1945. No, right. Well, I know, but the kids that, if they're still alive, and they were, you know. That could be something, too, because that's how a lot these of these people are coming decades, forward. So, yeah, but that's a lot of these decade-old mysteries are being solved because people are doing DNA those tests. DNA tests now. Yeah. Ancestry. The and, genealogy yeah. stuff. Yeah. Lots of family secrets are being found out this way. Wouldn't that yeah. be awesome if because of 23 and me, they mm -hmm. found those yeah. five missing kids. Could find out. Yeah, that would be. Although it is a little, with those kind of situations, it's gotta be devastating because those, for everybody all around, one, you have five missing siblings that you've missed out on your life and upbringing. But then those five kids, that's gotta be traumatizing to them. If they are found, because who knows what they went through? Did they right. have a loving family or now they're trying, okay, like, you know, maybe they blocked it out, but they all seem like they're old or enough. They, they, they were, were old told. enough at the time. I'm yeah, sure what they were, they were told, told like, yeah. Horrible stories about why they right. were Right, right. Like, or if they were part of, right, if they were part of, right, or if they were part of a, like a sex ring kind of situation, that's got to be traumatizing to those kids. Right. Well, I think there was too, even so. theories that they ran away. Like it was the kids who set the fire. When yeah. That's why they were well, already that, outside the house when it yeah. started. Because maybe well, the parents were not so great and they I were mean, abusive. Ten parents. kids is a lot I mean, of what, kids. What's that one? What is that one family where they they had like ten yes. kids? Just rec oh, in recent yeah. months. I can't. I don't you know, know. within well, like and the, the kid had years. to escape and, and like they, warn people. Yeah, and they like uh, you know, people that thought makes that the kids were like ten, and they were like twenty. Early, yeah. and that right. sister kind of took care of the kids and mm -hmm. kind of mm -hmm. you know smooth yeah. things over. And the huh. the eldest brother mm -hmm. who wasn't there that night was maybe had like set it up like he picked him up and took right. him somewhere. Right. Yeah. Right. Ooh, that's an angle. The um sister, her name was Marion. Like so, she kept the kids up so they could play with their toys and you know celebrate. Mm -hmm. But she fell asleep on the couch, so she doesn't know when she... they ever went to bed. Mm -hmm. And maybe they huh. never did. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that is kind of... Maybe they just went, walked out the front door, or... Yeah. 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 I mean, maybe there is something more sinister with that family that... Yes. I mean, to go from the ages 5 to 14, that's a huge age difference to, like... Right. Yeah, you know, like, well, I don't know. things like I remember, and I didn't see it in this story, and I maybe got some confused. But that three-year-old wasn't mm -hmm. really their daughter; it was the oldest son's daughter, and oh. she had mental problems. Mm -hmm. But in 1945, okay. you didn't have a kid out of wedlock, so right, right, the parents adopted her and said it was theirs. Yeah, and huh. and it was the. The kid to the one that never showed up. Mm -hmm. Maybe yeah. I'm getting ones confused, but I remember seeing that. Well, that's kind of similar. Yeah, that that would make sense though too. That's similar to the Robert Frost situation where, 
wasn't that the same thing where they uh, adopted their his son's? Oh yeah, yeah. The, uh, daughter because it was out of wedlock or something like that. Yeah. Right. I can't right. think of who that. I the name sounds familiar, but I can't think of that story at all. Um, These stories are all um, yeah. yeah, they're all yeah. Wait, have we done Robert Frost, or is that something we haven't done yet? No, no, no. Okay, okay. We okay. we learned about this at no, we learned about this at Greenfield Village. Oh, oh <laughs> this is something it. we got learned it. about it. Got it. Yeah, got it. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We went to Robert Frost's house and we learned about all the right, right, right. It's right. clicking. It's yeah. clicking. But that would yeah, I don't know. That's you know I don't know. To me though too, I mean it would kind of make sense if the kids were trying to run away, but why leave? the other why you know five was it five kids so so there's 12 family or 12 people in the family total then so 10 kids two parents yes is that what it is okay yeah so then why if there is like an abusive or sinister type of situation why leave the other five well how really, old were the ones that are surviving the ones, all the ones so who you have the 17 year old so the, 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 the yeah, three-year-old is yeah. the only one that survives that's younger right, than 14. Right, right. All so, the ones that survived were older, except for the three-year-old. Yeah, that's... See, and that's a weird situation to me. I mean, think about... like yeah, it was just because uh, those five slept in one room. You know what I mean? Just because of yeah, their but, ages, that's where they slept. Right. And I get that, but still, like, if my house caught on fire, like, as a mom my first place would be to go to my my child that wouldn't know what to do. But you know, and, it's a different time, and we're drilled with those safety rules and what to do if there's yeah. a fire. They weren't then. Yeah. So the mom yeah, I know, but it, it, it's a mother's instinct. You save your life, your child's life before you change, save But once you have else. that many kids, like, the, yeah, the 17-year-old girl's yeah. probably already taking care of everybody I was just so, going to say, right, yeah. Right, right. It I sounded yeah, like it that 17-year-old just... really took care of all the kids. Right. Yeah. Right. When you're having, yeah. Right. Yeah. When you take care, yeah. When you have that many kids, the older yeah, one will take care of the younger one. raised by her brother, mm-hmm. you know. Right, right. right. So for those, some of those parents, it's already ingrained in their brain that, well, that right. the oldest is probably going to get them, Right. Which I don't know. To me, that's like I don't know. It is. It's a different time. But to is, me, that's like bad parenting. <laughs> that happened a lot back then. You had the kids. So many things about that story. Yeah. That yeah. today would be like, okay. Absolutely you know, not. Yeah. Yeah. There's a fire. Everybody meet at the barn. You know. Every. You know. Like you just drill yeah. that into your kids. You know. Or. Yeah. You know. Can't call the police. You know, like. Have a wait yeah. or have a no. Um, if there's a fire. You know, Lucy, you go to the neighbors and get them. You know, mm-hmm. we'll yeah, all be in the right. they got planned, right. well, even, which we have today. Yeah. Like, just the fact that, like, yeah, I get that there was supposed to be workers who, like, plugged, you know, the cords in. But there's really no, like, one emergency, like, number that no, it doesn't matter. Like it does not matter what there the day no is. There was no 911. No. Well, no, it I know that. Just... But, like, it, like, there's even, like, today. Like, obviously, in this generation, we there's things open 365 that doesn't matter for holidays Mm -hmm. so like there really wasn't one phone operator that was like you're the emergency phone operator that has to work christmas eve sorry oh yeah yeah and that's true they did that kind of stuff back then it's christmas eve everybody go home you're like yeah right nobody has to stay 
Back in those right. days, we learned. We, we learned, learned from these types of we things. Learned that. We had holidays off. Right. You know, a lot of um, I, like when here, we had an operator. When we first mm -hmm. moved here, and it was yeah, in her. I house. remember. It was in her house. Yeah. So oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> really. Yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah. Well, we when we first moved there. I remember you only had to dial the last four digits. And you only had to dial numbers. four well, I get numbers. that, but like you had an operator yeah. in the 80s? And she would listen to all your calls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was literally in her living room. No. Well, in that case, she yeah. would have been home. I mean, people, people here still, people still don't even, can't even get cable. Come on. Well, I mean, yeah. we're in the oh, you should have seen it. Yes, you should have seen it when we went to a seven-digit phone number. It just blew their oh. mind. They just didn't know yeah. what to do. They did not know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Wow. How times have changed. Yeah. Well, talking yeah. cross country it's, with video. It was 30, 30 years ago. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. I yeah. remember when we first moved out here. So my mother could be a little judgmental. I don't know if you guys ever know that, but. Um, First, we come out here and we ate at the restaurant in town, mm -hmm. the cafe. and mm -hmm. she's looking around. And she goes, every woman here has the same hair. Like, mm -hmm. there's one beautician in town yeah. and everybody yeah. went to her. And so she goes, do. she says, Dee, do <laughs> not get your hair cut here, right? And then the this guy that we bought our house from, he had false teeth, but he had them made like his original teeth. So it stuck straight out because he didn't want people to know he had false teeth. Mm -hmm. So then my mother was like, do not go to a dentist in this town. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then all of a sudden they started clog dancing. They cut off Main Street and they started clog dancing in the middle of the street. And my mother's like, no, get out of no. here. <laughs> no, no. I can't imagine what she would do if she saw clog dancers. Yeah. Like, yeah. all right, Bill, we're leaving. We're leaving. <laughs> Bill, Bill, get in the car. Our youngest is locked <laughs> and he's not coming back. <laughs> and we'd already found the house and we took it to them prior to that and we had to pass the farm. And it was like yeah. August, hot, August, and I mean miles, nothing but stench. You know, she was like, No, 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 you cannot live there. <laughs> so that's when we found the house. But look how happy we've been here. All I know is if uh my house is on fire. I, as a mom, I think I would want to grab my kids. Yeah, yeah. And uh, make sure well, that they were out first. Do you, do you guys have a plan what to do if the house is on fire? Well, you know, we have a smoke detector. And we I mean, have a it's, not all up, it's not going to be all up to you to rescue everybody, right? Are you kidding me? Do you know my husband and child? <laughs> yeah, oh. it's going to be all up to me to rescue my mid-30s husband and my <laughs> child as well and whoever else is in the house do you know how you're going to go about this yeah you got it in yeah. your what mind is what you're gonna... yeah yeah we're gonna go out odin's window out the front of the house but what if the fire's in odin's room oh it's okay he's usually in our room anyways we just go out the back window okay not like he'd be in his own room <laughs> Well, I just meant like the but plan was to go out his window. Have, like, what if the you know fire's yeah. at that window? Yeah. How about no, you, Cass? Um, How about you, Cass? Because you sleep on the second floor, correct? Yep. So, what's your plan? 
if the house is on fire. Perish. Jump. I don't have a plan. Perish. I have no plan. You're always going to get one of those rope ladders, you know, that you throw mm-hmm. up. Well, but I figured Derek would escape. And... Actually, this whole, oh, you can't really see. <laughs> this whole window, like, moves. The whole thing moves, so I could fit out it. Uh, and there is an eaves trough, like, right below, so I could just kind of... Oh, you're going to climb down the eaves trough? Parkour! <laughs> and someone's par- someone usually parks right below, so I could just jump onto their car. Just jump onto their car. If need be. Um, so we have a, that nest smoke detector, carbon monoxide, you know, whatever. And that was cooking bacon yesterday. And the whole, I don't know what he did, but the whole house is, like... <laughs> Billowing with smoke. <laughs> Odin is taking a nap. Is this because he was Matt was cooking bacon for um he was making hamburgers for dinner. And all of our windows are open because there's air conditioning going and Odin is sleeping. The fire the fire detector or the smoke detector is like right outside his bedroom door. It's going off multiple times because there's just so much smoke, you know, kinda he did not wake up once. A little you scary. Guys were all worried Just a about, little scary. <laughs> you guys were all worried about what you look like on the camera, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Gee, no, and gee, I, was... I know G has always had a plan to for the kids to escape the house in case of a fire. Yeah. Yeah. And regularly does fire drills. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, if there was a real fire, would you be able to do it, or would you just totally freak out and the kids would just run for their lives? No, oh, I think mom would be fine. <laughs> I think mom would. Um, I can uh, see right now. I know. This is what Jimmy did. Um, your fire drill, though, do you have to go downstairs at, like, no, like, I get, like, in the basement? Because I always remember the fire drill was down in the basement up the like up that window up that window but well, like what we've, we've done we but, but we don't the house is on fire you're not gonna go into the basement because yes. i said if <laughs> if we're down in the base if we're down in the basement plane that's when and you go the, out the window smoke detector goes off then we are to go out the basement window right. but if we've done practicing and i put the one up right off here because they were in the playroom mm-hmm. and we go straight out the garage door out to the mailbox so, you know, if we're on this main floor, we go either through the garage or out this, you know, if we can't get through the kitchen, you know, we go out. We, we've we never went out the front door, but we've always gone through the garage. About a tornado. Is everybody prepared for a tornado? Yes. And when I blow the whistle, they we go down to the fire. We go into the furnace room. So, I mean, we've, we've done it multiple times, and as soon as I blow the whistle, they stop, and they know, you guys know, they mm-hmm. know exactly, hey, that's a tornado. They, they are trained very well. Mm-hmm. You are the right. one I worry yeah. about. And I, and I keep asking the kids, you know, the sad thing is, is I keep asking the kids, do you have a plan at home? Right. They don't, you know, and that's pretty scary because... I keep telling them you need a plan at your home for a fire drill. Well, I think, well, I think or at work. fire, right? But I think like for like tornado and stuff like that, you know, like one, 
like, okay, Odin is only three. Like, he's not going to be home alone by himself. So, like, we're yeah. going to be there to tell him what to do. You know, with like, I know, but they still should, you know, like, like what? Like, we're gonna be home with him. Like, what? Like, yeah, we're gonna be there. What to do? What to expect? What if? What if you die in the fire and he wakes up? Because you're you're probably gonna be panicking. Yeah, I mean, so they need to know, and then I. I'm pretty good under pressure. I've been kind of working on it, but now she's had a few experiences. It's kind of scary because I have my phone. And it's in lock mode. And I want, I'm thinking, yeah, so I need this. And not be able to get your phone out of lock mode. Yes, I need to get that out because I keep telling the kids, if something were to happen to me and you I do, fall. Now, I've seen it on your phone. You have a emergency. Yeah, I do yeah, have that. So I'm I guess, sorry. I guess I'm I'm a, did you just say you need Odin to figure out how to get your lock off your phone? I know how to Stop get. Stop the presses. Into my... Stop the presses. What? <laughs> I know how to unlock um, my phone, but the kids Odin, don't. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. Odin knows how to get to the emergency part of it, to because yeah. that's how he would always call you guys on my old phone, at least, right. because he would do the emergency and then he would see your faces and pull it up that way. But you know, I mean, he he, and that's the thing too, Mom. You have to think your daycare kids that are three to you know five, six years old, they know your phone better than you do. Yeah. I'm right. sure they do. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't 100% know. 100% they do. I, I'm, no, I'm, they, thinking... I'm sure that they, if they don't know your phone specifically, they will be able the to figure it out better than you. House to Odin and tell him to call the police. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I know Odin would be able to do it, but I'm kind of worried about the other ones because I don't know that their parents ever let them touch their phones or they don't know. Well, we don't really allow Odin to either, but he knows how to use one. Yeah, but so. Well, I bet you the Sodders wish they had all this information. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sure. It's a sad thing. Yeah. Entertainment purposes only, so. And for five kids to come up missing, like that. and nobody but, care about the five kids missing, that's pretty scary too. Yeah. Yeah. You're not worried about, uh, you know, like everything just got swept underneath the rug. That's pretty scary. Well, it's well, different the parents, liter- the parents and the older kids literally kept this in the news for years, mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. I mean, for 70 years, they're trying to still find these kids. <laughs> when, Mom, you have and to think offering- about it, in 1945, how many kids are dying of just random things? How many kids are, right. you know, mm-hmm. going off to war and dying? And how many kids are dying on the farm that they're working on? And so right. even just right. the fact, like, the thing is, is for the family... Because there was this idea of no bones, no evidence of these kids being in the house, they believed that the kids weren't there. But the story is that they died in the fire. So people just hearing the story, like, yeah, the kids died in the fire. We right. move on. Mm-hmm. Next story. Right. Mm-hmm. right. I don't know. Well, and they kept the pressure on that um, West Virginia police officer and the fire. They, they kept the pressure on them for years. Good. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else you guys got? Maybe, maybe these kids were abducted by aliens. Yeah, of course it's got to be aliens. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that's not one of the reasons. It's 1945. When was it Roswell? 1940, uh, 19... 1947. 
I thought it was in the fifties, wasn't it? No, I feel like it was. I feel it was like right after World War Two, because one of the big theories is because we set off the atomic bomb, that's what caused them oh, to come. The, hmm. To warn us that that we are idiots. Nineteen forty-seven. Yeah. Well, so there's that. And there theory. was there was a noise on the roof that never really it right. like it's brought up, but nobody really ever has an explanation of See, what like, was on the roof. After afterwards, thinking that she says that's probably with them getting the ladder. You know, they kind of right. Hit the, yeah, it was a tin roof. Mm-hmm. They probably hid the, yeah. the ladder. Anybody got anything else for us? Safety first. Have a plan. Have, yeah. a, have plan. a plan. Yeah. Have a plan. Everybody should have. Make sure all Everybody of your kids are outside the house before you and leave. Maybe you should um, question your um, people in authority if they have a plan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, yeah. everybody. And, and election is coming up, so anybody that you want to be elected should know what they're doing. If something happens, you go. Everywhere. Everywhere. Okay. Everywhere. Please, everybody, like, share, and subscribe. Email us any questions or any ideas for topics. And um, even email us if you think we're nuts. Yeah. We know it. (laughs) We are nuts. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye.